0: The Home Video Update is sponsored by you. Yes, you. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash Home Video Update to join as a patron to unlock exclusive membership benefits. Thank you for supporting the Home Video Update. Hey guys, it's Mike. It is just coming up to 10am on the 15th of January 2023. Hello, Um, I'm back. Um, I'm a little bit over the weekly schedule, but not too much to make it really, really bad. Well, a little bit actually. It's close to two weeks, which is a little bit of pain. I thought one had gone up a lot sooner. Turns out it hasn't. 2nd of January was the last one. We're nearly at two weeks. Um, Apologies um this is something I've tried to crack down on a little bit here and there and try and do what I need to do but it doesn't always work that way obviously with starting a new job like I did with the last one but I will be a lot better at it I do have days off and I've got like proper things where it was part of my interview process was like I want days off so they are definitely giving me days off so I am back um I think I needed a little bit of a break as well because what with Christmas and starting the new job and everything else, and there's a lot of travelling involved while I'm training, so it's gonna be a little bit of a thing. Um I haven't watched that much since we last did a um a podcast. So I have got a few bits to check in with. So we'll start as usual with um what I've been watching. So the first thing I watched was Southern Comfort, the Water Hill movie. Um I've got a second site release. Um looking at Capsaholic, it turns out that I think it's, I want to say Kino. was it Kino or is it someone else like Kino? Um, The American version looks a bit better, apparently. But I'm fine with it. It's a good warts and all transfer. It looks fine. It sounds okay for what it is, but it is a very old, you know, rickety 70s movie. So it's going to be what it is. Um, Well, 1981, apparently. 1980s movie. But low-budget Walter Hill movie, Um, very, very good film if you haven't seen it. Um, I kind of wanted something slow and easy. It feels like a Sunday movie to me, something like that, something I've said before on the podcast. I have definite Sunday movies, there's a couple I want to watch today, it being Sunday. Um, I'm normally up at 5am, but I've got up at about 45 minutes ago after I've hoovered and fed the cat and a few other bits and bobs, so... I am working late a lot as well, so late's how it works when you work in the cinema, is if no one goes into the last showing, you can get out a bit earlier, hopefully. If some one person goes in to see Avatar and it's until 20 to 12, then you've got to wait. So there are a few late, and I've got a bit of travel, like I say, going on, so it's, it's a bit of a late thing, so I'm getting a little bit tired in my old age. Um, then I watched... Now I'll be honest here, I watched most of Rob Cohen's stealth. Now I liked stealth in the cinema. I liked it when I bought it on Blu-ray. Um I've also got a UMD with the it comes with I think it's Wipeout. Wipeout on UMD Wipeout on PSP had um stealth also on the disc and I think they had a a stealth camo for one of the ships or something like that. Um i say most of the way through because i bloody tried but oh my god it's painful it's not even a good sound mix it's just a loud sound mix and it's i don't know i liked it at the time and now it just looks so cheap and shit and like the flying's terrible and the cgi's bad it's just schlock and it doesn't really work um and I've defended that to people, and I've probably stopped doing that now because, yeah, it's not very good. Um, then I watched um, a film I've wanted to rewatch for a very long time, and I don't own it on anything. I'm not sure if it's actually on Blu ray. I need to have a look at this. Um, I watched it on Paramount Plus, the only thing I've actually watched fully on Paramount Plus, which is The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill and Came Down a Mountain. Now, my family's all from Wales, so this resonates quite well with me, and I remember watching it with my nan when she was alive, and she was. Going through like the reasons they called people certain things and stuff like that, and and she really liked it, and I really like it. I think it's a charming, well-made, funny, touching film. And if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Then I stepped into something that I didn't think I would step into again. I watched Tenant. I gave Tenant a second chance. I saw it in the cinema. I hated it. I it here we go, yawning. I thought it was pretentious. I thought it was boring people thinking oh you just don't understand it no i understood it it's not that complicated at all um i think the best thing when i first saw it was kenneth brenner um and um oh i can't remember his actual name tamwa from senders the guy from yesterday i can't remember his actual name that's really bad god what is his actual name um he was quite fun in it for the little bit he was in it but it was mostly about um kenneth brenner sort of hamming it up and doing this jack ryan accent again which i thought was Decent fun, but the rest of it just didn't work. The action wasn't great. There's it's okay, but it's not amazing. so like, oh, we crashed a plane into a building. No, you didn't. You put a plane into a fake facade on the side of a building that looks like a big shed. It doesn't it's not that impressive. But I started watching it because Aaron Taylor Johnson's rumoured for Bond. And I wanted to watch some Aaron Taylor Johnson movies, and I forgot that Aaron Taylor Johnson was in this movie. Um so it's good to see him again because I, I say I watched it for Branna. Um oh, ask who else, the other person. It was um Robert Robert Pattinson. Rob Pattinson is I love him in this. I thought this was the real start of my reawakening of Rob Pattinson actually being a decent actor. Because he's great in this, he's heartbreaking, he's fun, he's piffy. he's brilliant. So I think that um he's like one of the MVPs of this movie. And Aaron Taylor Johnson, I didn't realise was even in it, he just pops up at the end. He just pops up at the end and um, <clears throat> comes in and, yeah, it's really weird seeing him with, like, without a massively long hair, which he's had for seemingly a long time. And then because of that, I went to see him with seemingly long hair for all the time in Oliver Stone's Savages, a film that I didn't like in the cinema that much. I didn't like on Blu-ray that much. I liked it a bit better this time, but it's just a little bit, it's a little bit proud of itself, a little bit happy of itself. And I don't think it really works because it's a little bit, I don't know. It, it seems to be in love with the idea of um, it's the best thing ever. And it's the best, like, it's just a little bit confused. And I th- i know that's the the whole idea of it. But like, it seems like he watched, no, actually, i us turn it back. It seems like he someone told him what he did in *Natural one Killers. And he thought, I'll go back and do that again. And I don't think that really works because he doesn't pull it off. It's okay. It's got some moments, but it's it's just not great. Then because of that, I actually went to watch someone who knows how to make an action film, and I watched a bit of a a bit of a streak. And I wanted to watch more, but I ran out of time. So I watched Pain and Gain, because um, this kept reminding me of Pain and Gain, and I hadn't seen it in a little while, and I wanted to watch again. And it's a great Michael Bay film. There is such a thing. I watched three great Michael Bay films in a row. I like Pain Again. I think it's brilliant, um, but that's just it. It's it's it is <clears throat> it's his excess, and it's his Transformers level excess, but it's done on a focused level for a lot less budget. Um, I think it works massively well. I think it's clever. I think it's really funny. Mark Wahlberg isn't at the point where he's well, it's all three of them. So Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Mackie, and um, Old oh, Dwayne. They are at the point where they're not annoying yet. I mean, Mackie's never been that annoying person, but the other two are egomaniacs and they feel like they're real assholes in real life. And I think that they're not quite at that level yet. Um, At that point, they felt like they were actually trying. The Rock's actually really funny in there. The Rock's got a lot of charisma still left. I think that's all gone now with the Black Adam sort of level Rock. Then I watch a film I have defended for years and still will keep defending, The Island. I, I loved it in the cinema. The sound mix is undeniably amazing. The whole thing with the train chase that was reused for Transformers, um, I think it was Dark of the Moon, where they dropped the train wheels. That is stunning. When When I saw it in the cinema, when the first wheel hit the ground, I felt it in my chest. It's so immensely made. It's not perfect. It's a bit perfunctory. It's got a stupid story. Yes, they ripped off God knows how many other short stories or whatever the controversy was with it. You know, it's far from perfect, but it's two very pretty people running around, shot very prettily. Um, It's got some great action scenes. I've got the UK Blu-ray, which is not the good one because the American one's region locked. I think it's Paramount in the UK and Warner in the US. Um, Paramount in the US and Warner in the UK. And the Warner version is the version you don't want because it was when they were releasing um, stuff on HD-DVD as well, and they released this with Lossy Dolby Digital, which is kind of pointless for a film like this, whereas the Paramount one is region locked, but it has DTS-MA, I think. Oh. It's a shame it's region locked, because I can't do anything about that. But it is definitely, definitely, definitely worth picking up. If you've seen it once and don't want to give it another try fine but I would watch it again just to see if you like it now um but to be honest I think it's definitely worth giving a second chance and if you haven't seen it I think it's definitely worth trying then I watched um The Rock the people the one that people think sorry I'm all bunged up at the moment I don't know why people think um is his best film I think it's pretty close to it um I think it's between this the first bad boys and um I, think I have to do a ranking of Michael Bay, actually. That might be a good a good thing to do. Um actually, let's do that. Let's do that later on in this episode. I had a little bit of a topic, it was gonna be a shorter episode. Um but I'm gonna do a ranking of Michael Bay at the end of this, so we won't talk any more about The Rock. Um Then I watched yesterday um only a couple of movies. I watched Mad Max Fury Road, because I watched the other Mad Maxes before. This is the one I've probably seen the most recently. So I waited a little bit longer for it. And um yeah, I I was sort of flashing back to when I saw it in the cinema. I saw it in three D, as was the style at the time. And it's weird how you sort of associate shots and the way they looked because you saw them in three D. Cause we were talking about this at work. It's like You know, once Avatar dies off, you will have things like Titanic in um, February and you will have Ant-Man in February that will have a couple of 3D showings, but it's not going to be the norm again. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with 3D now, because I think Cameron said before Avatar 3, he's going to do a, what's it, a little film about Hiroshima or something that came out yesterday. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. Um... But yeah, Fury Road has these moments. I mean, Fury Road's great. It's it's near enough a perfect movie. Um, it's not my favourite of the series, but it is near enough a perfect movie. Um, it'd be interesting to see where they go with Furiosa. But I, I love it. I, I genuinely, genuinely love Fury Road. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think more people should have seen it in the cinema. Um, it's very hard to see in the cinema because... Um, it took me ages to find someone that was showing it. Um my local I showed it like twice and it was like a week late or something. The one I'm training at now is the one actually. Um the world's smallest screen. I wanted to go see it on the biggest screen I could and it was hard because whenever it came out it was like going up against big blockbusters and it didn't have a chance. Yeah, it's kind of kinda of sad, to be honest, that they couldn't make a big thing of it. But I think enough people have seen it now and caught up with it now that it's going to be a big thing. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see and see what happens with it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it is very loud. It is very bombastic. It is very, very great. And the last thing I watched was... Um, weirdly because it's Steven Soderbergh's birthday today. Um, I can't why it came up. I think we are talking about Steven Soderbergh um, at work. Or there was something that I thought about. Um, but I watched Logan Lucky. Um which is again a fantastic film that no one saw it's brilliant um Daniel Craig is fantastic in it it's almost like a dry run for his Benoit Blanc character voice um and great Chan Tatum's great it's it's funny it's witty I love a heist movie and it's a heist movie by Steven Soderbergh who's a modern master of the heist movie and it came out really 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 well um it's it's quite fantastic how people sort of wrote this off. I think as a stupid little Channing Tatum comedy, and I think having someone like Seth MacFarlane and it does like echo that a little bit, and that makes me sad because it's not that type of movie. It's miles better than that. Um, Seth MacFarlane being in it is a mistake, though. It it really is. It's it's it really really is a mistake. Uh, he's not very good, um, especially in this everyone else is acting him off the screen and laughing him off the screen and it's funny in a way but it's just like uh, yeah it's it's just really really yeah he he's probably the weakest link in this almost perfect film um yeah i think people should 100 percent watch watch it if you haven't if it's slipped you by i think get a copy of it i think it's probably on netflix it normally is um so this is the thing. It's like it normally is on Netflix. That means it might not be on Netflix now. It might be taken off. But since I got the 4K, which is, I have to say, one of the best 4Ks um, I've ever seen, it. Look, it's beautiful. Um, right, Logan Lucky on Netflix. Nope, Logan Lucky is not on Netflix. Glass Onion, Army of Thieves, Spencer Confidential. No, these are not. These are not on that level. No, you shouldn't be recommending me these. Actually, I only recommend me Netflix movies. That's weird. So I've just put in that, and they've only recommended Netflix movies when i put in Logan Lucky. So let's see if I put in... And actually, you should have recommended me... Yeah, The Polka King, which is a Steven a movie. Which it has, to be fair. Um, no, don't play Polka King. I don't want to watch Polka King right now. Thank you very much. I'm doing the podcast. Um, but if I put in... Um, Ocean's Eleven... Oceans 11. What will come up with that? Again, only Netflix titles. It's only recommended Netflix titles. Oh, and Seinfeld. Weirdly. That's weird. So basically, I'm Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay, that's really weird. Anyway, um, yeah, that was the last one I watched. Um, so we'll get on to a bit of... Um, A bit of news and a bit of um bits and bobs there's only a few little bits there's um, more details will come out about the rocky um heavyweight collection is it called heavyweight knockout collection the old one was heavyweight i think um again it's still only the first four and two versions of thor four so i think they're probably going to do one i thought they would do a second one when creed was coming out but creed's coming out very soon because um, they could do five balboa and the two creeds to have four in a box again which makes some sort of sense in my mind um but this has got um, rocky vs. drago in dtsma 5.1 which is weird because it had that moss mix because i heard it um but all the films is promising 5.1 and 2.0 so it's probably the original tracks that are on the original mgm ones which mgm are quite good at putting original audio on whether it's the best audio or not i'm not entirely sure i'm not an expert on that um, I think Spencer would be the one to know what's better about film, things like that from MGM. Um, Kino have announced 12 Angry Men, which is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic film. It's still the, the Sydney Lumet version. Um, and it also has the William Friedkin, um remake on a um, Blu-ray, which is brilliant. Because that's also worth, you know, watching because it is actually quite a good version. because that's got jack lemon in it and it's really really clever um so i think if you skip the criterion which you probably should have done it's got a beautiful cover it's 4k plus it's got the 97 version i mean that's pretty flawless that's the one to go for by a long way um paramount put out confess fletch this is a film that made my top 22 so you know that i like it it's fantastic it's not coming out to april the 4th which is quite a way away this really, really, really deserved to be better. Um, it is absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's it's a film that really should have been a hit because it deserves it. Um, yeah, it, it, is, it is fantastic. It, it really is. It's clever. It's witty. It's well-made. It's worth picking up if you can find a copy of it. Um, they've detailed a bit of Wakanda Forever. Um, I didn't really love it. I liked a lot of it. I'm starting to wish now that the IMAX versions will be on Disney+, Plus, which is lovely. And now they've announced they're going to have DTS, IMAX, quote-unquote, audio. I'm going to go into that a bit more when it actually happens, because it hasn't happened yet. And I've got to find something that will actually play it back on my system, because at the moment I've got nothing. So hopefully there's going to be a new streaming stick that will support it, or something so I can plug it straight into my amp and get... The um DTS audio off it. I mean, I don't know if I even can on that. Uh, my amp is an IMAX enhanced, so it might not do it. Um, I might have to find a way around, but I want to hear the difference because they might actually be the cinema mixes. I doubt it, but it's worth a look. But I want to see the IMAX version, I want to see something different. So I want to see someone when I buy it. And for films I'm not in love with, like Wakanda Forever. It's a step back, and I'll probably actually watch it way more on Disney Plus because it's got the IMAX scenes. You know, that's why I want to see. Um, but it's got a few extras coming out on February the seventh in the US. I think it's a little bit later in the UK. I pre-ordered the Namor um, still book because he was the best character. And I didn't like Shuri, so those are the choices. It's got gag reel audio commentary, which is kind of cool because they don't always do those for Disney. Deleted scenes and a few other bits and bobs. Um, it was cool i want to see some of the fights at home and see what if the sound mix makes it back okay it might it might not um a film that i thought come out in the uk but it's not out until i think next week <clears throat> um the fablemans i really want to see it um like desperately um i've attempted to download it because it's been up for streaming in america for ages um in the uk we haven't got it yet um i can go and see it in the cinema now obviously um even a lot easier than i could before but um, it's a case of the cinema near my home isn't the chain that I work for. So if I go there, I have to use my card and pay and whatever else, and I probably could go see it cheap or free, you know, for if I went with the chain that I work for, that makes more sense. Um, but I really want to see it. I mean, this is the thing that gets me at the moment is I was always warned, if you work for a cinema, you occasionally have to walk into a screen and see the middle or the end of a film. I've seen bits of Megan, or gun, as I call it, Um, and I think it spoils it and I'm not that bothered about that film the thing that gets me is I keep seeing Empire of Light and I like Sam Mendes and I really want to see that film because it's about love of cinema Um, and I keep seeing bits of it and I'm like oh god it's not ruining I've not spoiled anything but also I just really want to see it before it goes and I'm working all the time at the minute so it's like I haven't got a time I could see it so I'm going to have to see if I can figure out a way of seeing it Um, but this I really want to see I love Spielberg I've slept on the Post, I really need to watch that, and um, West Side Story. So, saying I love Spielberg, the last film of his I saw was probably Ready Player One. Um, so, it's a while ago, and I need to catch up, especially this, because, again, I love the cinema, Paul Delo is great, I just want to see it, and I've got to, got to, got to, got to make time and commit to seeing this, because I really, really, really do want to see it. Um, Warner Brothers have announced Training Day with a April Fool's cover and still book because they're ugly as shit. Um, it's coming out, when's it? February 28th. Um, I like this film a lot. Um, it's a shame that they've saddled it with Dolby Atmos only, as Warner occasionally do- does. Um, it's a good film. It's... Um, David Ayre is probably his best script. Um, Antoine Foucault is a great director with this. I think they both... I think it's the best thing both of them have done. Um, there's nothing really like scary or interesting about what they've done with the disc. It's just standard. Um, Scream are pissing me off again because they're recent films that I love and I don't like supporting them. Um, Streets of Fire is a great film. 4K Blu-ray. Um I know there's a bit of rollback on it already. I haven't really looked at it that much. Um, there might be some audio changes still with that. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Crazy People with um, Daryl Hannah and Dudley Moore, which I recently bought digitally because there's no other way of seeing it. So I didn't think they would ever release a Blu-ray. So fair play to them. They have. Um, I don't know if it's got any extras or any details on it, but I like that movie. I used to rent it all the time on VHS. Me and my brother quote it a lot. No, there's no details on extras or anything else. That'd be nice if there was. Um, the X is three 4K Blu-ray. Now I was happy with the Arrow version. Um, it has enough on there for me. It's got all, both versions. It's got all the extras. I didn't need anything else. And I don't love that movie. It's good. I mean, maybe for the big jump scare, but I don't. I don't need a 4K. Arrow, if they've still got the um, rights, will put out another 4, uh, 4K like they've been doing. Most of their 4Ks are double dips, so they probably will do it. Another film me and my brother used to rent all the time, Critical Condition, Richard Pryor. Um, it, we were big Richard Pryor fans and um, Gene Wilder, so we used to rent Hino, Overseer, New Evil, Stir Crazy, all those all the time. But Critical, critical Condition and Moving, we used to watch all the time, like literally all the time. And I haven't seen it since then. I haven't seen it since it was on VHS in the 80s. Um, so it's something I will want to watch again. Um, I don't know if it holds up. I don't know if it was any good at the time, to be honest. I just remember being a very young kid. Because when did it come out? 1980. I want to say 1983 or 4. 7. Oh, bloody hell. Well late. So we would have been about 8, 9 when we were watching it. Probably way too young. Um, Russell Mokai's Razorback. Um, I like Russell Mackay movies as I've said on here before I defend him a lot, I defended him at work the other day, talking about the Resident Evil movies they're "They're all shit, I'm like no he made the third one the third one's good, he's the director of Highlander and Highlander 2, I like it, It's Razorback's fun I wish it was a 4k, I, I think that there's been a lot of releases of Razorback and none have been definitive and I'd like a 4k of that but hey it's fine, Doctor Giggles I never really liked, it's okay Larry Drake's fun and he's hamming it up and it's gr- it's fun but it's not exciting. Oh <gasps> weird one. Dead silence. I don't think Dead Silence is very good. I don't think it's very scary and I think it goes on for too long. I tried to watch it again this Halloween and it didn't it didn't grab me. I mean it's nice he's getting a 4K and it's nice they put some money and time into it but it just for people that like it great. Um sorry wrong number is a good film, very good film. Barb Barbersandwick film with um Burt Lancaster um it's a bit weird it's coming from them that feels like more of a kino release um but hey you know they're, they're putting it out it's it's a good little thriller and the film i probably will pick up and i hope that someone else gets it especially you know, someone like arrow is wanted um the um oh god i can't remember his last name um let's have a look oh god i'm gonna murder his last name um timor beckham Betov? Russian guy who did um, Nightwatch, Daywatch. Um, wanted to Wanted. He did the Ben-Hur remake. Um, yay. Um, I like Wanted. I saw it in the cinema and loved it. I've got the Blu-ray steelbook, the original one. Um, I want to see a decent version of this. I think I have a 2KDI. Um Maybe be interested to see what it looks like and what it sounds like. Um, I've always loved this. I've loved it since it came out. It's one of the better comic book movies. Um I hope someone else gets it that isn't shout slash screen factory. Um so we'll have to wait and see what the reviews are and what people say about it. Um But yeah, you know, it's it it'll we'll see what see what happens with that one. Um and last but not very least is um Kino, in surprising news that like they have done recently, they seem to be announced all the stuff in the world. And like they did Face Off the other week, it's like out of the blue. It's like we're releasing Face Off. I'm like, wait, what? Why are Kino releasing? Okay, Kino's releasing Face Off. Um, co- cool. Um, random, but cool. Um, they're releasing Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, which is insane. I mean, happy, very happy. Um, it's coming out late this year um it's film that shot 16 mm and had a lot of video passes of um color correction that differ massively depending on the version that you watch um so it'd be interesting to see which one they go with um and what it looks like it's very ugly on home video at the moment i've got an hd version from somewhere um it might just be the official blu-ray but there's a few different ones um I know there was the original version, and then the director's cut, which I've never seen. Um, the director's cut. I don't know if that's where the revisionary, like, um, color timing started or whether it's something else, but it's not very good looking. It just, it just looks a bit digital. And it shouldn't, and it didn't in the cinema. So I have to wait and see what that looks like, but I'm, I'm hyped for that. Any more 16 millimeter in 4k would be lovely. Um, Just because I love the way it looks. Look at um, Evil Dead. Evil Dead's breathtaking. So it'll be fantastic to see what this one looks like. Um, Touch a little bit before I get into my... Now it's going to be my Michael Bay um, rankings. Um, Yeah, touch a little bit on the the work side of stuff that I've seen. Because obviously cinemas are what they are. So you've got a cinema locally... Uh, most places have only got one unless you're a big metropolitan area or you've got you know, stuff that's left over or whatever else. Um, the one I'm training in is very old. I saw the Scorpion King in it day one. Um, it's fully kitted out for Dolby Digital and that's it. Most of the amps run PCM though. Most of the stuff is running PCM off the DCP. Um, and there are two projectors in there that can run high frame rate. There's two that have got like the adding boards so you can plug in HDMI, and i've been thinking about oh, what double bills would i do or what i watch back on the big screen because i could take my spare 4k player plug it in HDMI, and just watch whatever i want on the screens you know it's it's fantastic and it all depends on you know rules and regulations and things like this and i'm not going to fuck this job up because i want it desperately so i'm not going to mess around and go into like dcp encryption talk about things like that and you know stuff like this and that but it's fascinating to see the projection side of it because i mean it's like a, the place is running full zeons and there are any c projectors in the one that i'm in now mine's a lot newer like a lot lot newer um so obviously it all dates it depending on when or how old it is you know um and you notice different things we were running avatar we go in and check we do go in and check and we do check to see you know is the projector one of the parts when we go in when you see them go in and check to see if anyone's like making noise or whatever else we also go in with night vision goggles and check if anyone's like camcording stuff especially first open night of big films um and we also check to see if stuff's in focus and it sounds right because someone might not complain but it might be out of focus so we go and check things like that um we do have checks to check to see if like all the channels are working and this is working and that's working. And one of the screens, it was listed as the front left array wasn't working, but because, um, no one had gone to a showing of, um, this particular film. Um, we had the lamp off because there's no point wasting electricity in today's day and age. So it was running, but it was running just with the sound. And I went in to just double check. No one had like snuck in there and was hanging out in there. And Pitch black in there, which was really eerie. But hearing it with the sound off was kind of cool. I'm like the picture off because it was like, oh my god, that's amazing. You can hear like the detail because you don't hear it so much when you've got the screen to distract you. um And it was the front right array that was out. Like literally, the whole right hand side was dead, um, and you couldn't hear anything. But then, then we've got to log that and we've got to get it fixed. So it's fascinating to see all the bits and bobs. And you know, you've got the projector, and then you've got the rack of like audio equipment next to it for each projector um like the older ones you'd have um dvi in um and then you'd have to run an optical to the amp um the dolby amps i say most of them are dolby um well they're all dolby the amps um well no the processor sorry the amps are separate obviously i've different an amp per channel but the processor is all dolby stuff and these are quite old um but the newer stuff does have the two projectors do have HDMI in. All mine are HDMI in. Um, so it's fascinating to see this stuff, and I'm just thinking about what I do because in my 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 one, there's it looks like the, the project the screen in screen one, like the bigger screen, is IMAX digital IMAX shape. It looks like it's 1.90 to one. It's kind of more square than anything else. So I kept thinking about what would I show. So I started looking about open map versions of films. I want to try and get some HD at least. Like four by three movies, just see what they look like on there, because I think they look fantastic. Like some of the Wes Anderson stuff would look really good on it. Or stuff with switching ratios, like Galaxy Quest and things like that would look so good. Or even like the the IMAX VAR stuff that people have done where it switches to going full screen. The Batman v Superman, um Blu-ray, where it it goes full screen. I mean the problem is the projector will be projecting in scope and then you'd have a little box in the middle and that's what i want to avoid i want to get full imax versions where it flips so it goes four by three for those screen those scenes because i think it fills the screen a lot better i want to play with this stuff and it's fascinating um i was looking to see what was on like the servers and things like this and like hey is that movie still on here or is that gone oh no the batman's gone but there's still a trailer lying around or hey there's a trailer for this or that and it's fascinating to see. It really, really, really is. Um, and I just want to learn more and more about it because I'm I, I'm fascinated. This is my forever like job now. Um, I'm going to stay here forever. As long as I, something doesn't go massively wrong, I want to work here forever. So I'm loving it at the moment. I think it's absolutely great. It's fun. It's interesting. I'm never bored. I mean, it's a long-ass shift sometimes, and when you're working late it does go long sometimes and you get idiot kids fucking around which you try and like stamp on Um, uh, not literally but you want to um so it's really cool to see and it's really cool to get involved with that side of it because i love the tech stuff that's what I'm saying to him so like i've read white papers on most of these amps and bits and bobs anyway i know how it works and how they go together because i i love this stuff i'm a nerd i'm a massive nerd for this stuff um you know, my, I mean, my site is a lot newer projectors, but there's no laser. It's all Xenon. But to be fair, they are pretty good and they're pretty new. Um, and it's great to see the bits and bobs of it. And hopefully when I start getting into it, um, there's a screen, there's one I'm training in soon, which has got a 40X and a screen X. So seeing this backside of that, I'm going to be hype. I'm doing my AV training in there as well. So I'm going to be so hyped to see, like, the details of it. And there's one of the ones I'm going to has um a guy who's the av side who is ex-projectionist so he knows all the old school stuff so i'm going to chat to him like news but if he's willing to talk about it i'll i'll talk his ear off about it because it's so fascinating and you know i'll be doing the business side of it and like concessions and all this other stuff and making sure this the popcorn's right and the cleaning's right and all that other stuff but the fringe benefit is i'm in it you know i'm in amongst it and it's so exciting to see um it's amazing to be excited and happy and like thrilled about a job because I don't think everyone loves their job that much. Um, I've only been doing it for a week. This is my end of my first week. Um, My first full week. And I'm so excited for it still. I'm so excited to go to work and see what's going on and see what I'm going to learn and see what I'm going to see. And, you know, is this going on here or what do we do with this bit? Or what do we do with that bit? And it's, It'd be good to get these these first couple of weeks out of the way because these first couple of weeks is, like, the basic stuff, like how do you clean, how does the till work, all this other stuff before I get into, like, the the running the cinema side of it, which is coming in sort of the next couple of weeks and then going to this other one with the newer bits and bobs and then you get into the AV side of it and the film programming and all the other bits and I, I am so hyped for this stuff. And, yeah, I want to use the stuff, if I can, to do like I mean we have a guy at my site who's in charge of staff screening, so he picks what we do and lines up staff screenings of things and he's shown stuff before. But I just want to not abuse it but use it, if you know what I mean. I want to get in and do things like coming early, because we open less and less at the moment try and save power because obviously we use a lot of power and attendance is down and stuff like that. So when we ramp up into the bigger stuff, we'll start opening, you know. Opening earlier and open more screens and stuff like that. But if we're not open till two o'clock on a day or one o'clock on a day, I could come in early and watch on like a day off and watch something. I'll, I'll probably do it, you know, because why wouldn't you use that thing if you had it, you know? If I could ra- ramp up a screen and watch X, Y, and Z, I'd love it. um It's going to be interesting to see what you can and can't do and the things of like this because I'm not going to do something I can and can't do. Well, I can't, can't do because I just don't want to get into that. I really don't. Um, I'd rather have it. So, you know, I'm doing it properly because I don't want to lose this job, as I said. So um, I'm going to take a little two-second break and get my list in order because I've decided on the five that I'm going to do this. And then we'll go into the ranking of Michael Bay. And I am back. Um, yeah, so it turns out he's directed a lot less than I thought he had. I remember him directing a lot more. I know he hasn't done a lot, but it seems like he's been, been around for ages. Um, obviously, he's done a lot of uh, music video stuff, and that's where he came from, Mr. Bay. Um, so we'll start at the bottom. Um, I think it's one of the worst films I have seen in a long time, um, which, as a Michael Bay apologist, is really sad to me, but Six Underground is garbage. It just is. None of it works. Um, it's too hectic. It's basically... I think with some like a Spielberg or whatever else, he's had someone saying, no, 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 no. Same with Brockheimer. He's had someone going, look, mate, calm the fuck down. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. Do what you do, but do it a little bit, you know, more controlled or maybe take this back or dial that back. And six underground, it felt like Netflix just went, yeah, do whatever. And he did. And it doesn't work. Um, It just doesn't work. I think it's, I think it's a mess, an absolute mess. Um, so that's that's right at the bottom. Um, so he's directed, before I say that, he's directed what were we, 4, 8, 12, 15. So number 15 is Six Underground. Um, number 14 is Transformers The Last Night. This is a film I traveled um a round trip of about four to five hours to go and see in an IMAX because it was quote unquote IMAX. It was in 3D. And do you know what? The 3D is some of the best 3D I've ever seen. It's really insane. The pop out stuff, especially, is nuts. But it's shit. Um, It was that and I think um, the one before, which is next on the list. Spoilers. Um, The um, Age of Extinction. So Last Night and Age of Extinction are the two worst Transformers films by far. Um, Just like, no. (laughs) Just, just no. Um, It just, like the IMAX stuff of it, yeah, he does go full frame on some of it, but he also changes the aspect ratio more than Nolan does, which is just insane. It's like Cameron with his high frame rate usage. It's just not even shot to shot. It's not scene scene, shot to shot. It's just really weird. I have to watch it again, but I hated it at the time. I want to see it in 3D again. I think I've got the 3D version. No, I don't got the 3D version. I was going get the steelbook and I missed out on it. I've only got the 4K, so I'm going to have to get the 3D version from somewhere. So yeah, Age Extinction. Um, the Marky Mark ones don't work. I don't think they really do. I like his Transformers films on the whole, but they don't work. Um, he's unlikable. Kate Yeager, um, the whole thing about his daughter and yeah, the underage sex, it's just creepy and weird. And he gets his Oscar winning mates and who want to work with Bay because he's an auto director. He is like Hopkins in the last night, you know, they want to work with him and they talk really highly of him, but it just, no, it just doesn't work. Um, next year a film that I've barely seen to be fair. Um, I remember like, oh no, sorry, Revenge of the Fallen comes after that. So it is the worst of the original trilogy of Transformers movies. Um, I like it for some parts. I think it's it's gorgeous, that, that fight scene in the forest, the IMAX scene, especially in the big screen edition, is gorgeous. It really looks great. It moves great. It looks fantastic. I wish I'd seen it in IMAX, but I haven't. Um, it's just a bit of a nasty film that doesn't really do anything for me um Pearl Harbor is the one I haven't have barely seen I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was okay I kind of got swept away like I normally do in a cinema um I think I watched it on VHS or DVD when it came out um at home video and I haven't owned it or watched it since I haven't seen the Director's Cut um the Vista series I think it was I'll give it another try some point it's in HD everywhere now and he's probably needs a new HD Master from what I've seen of it on TV it's normally on local TV Channel 5 show it on H- in HD all the time and i should really watch it and see what i think of it um but i don't remember liking it i think it was contrived i don't think ben affleck was right for it same with josh hartnett uh very miscast um next we have transformers dark of the moon um i like dark of the moon i think it's 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 fun um it slowed bay down as well because he wanted to shoot it in 3d um imax 3d especially and he had to show his, slow his shots down because nothing worked in 3D. He always said that 3D didn't work and then he tried it and went, oh, it actually does. Um, uh, it was actually shot native 3D and it does look pretty good. And he slowed down his shots. He planned them better. Um, he knows what he's doing, Bay. He knows what he's doing with his camera. And he knows what he's doing with new technology and he wants to try it out and he does really good work. Um, Dark of the Moon is not terrible at all it's got some good moments i think all of his films suffer from prime not being optimus prime um he's just murder bot number two it doesn't it doesn't work but i think it's a good film but definitely not a great film it's kind of tied with me with the next one which is bad boys 2 another film that's a bit too nasty for its own good but it is miles better than the bad boys 3 that we got because Even though Michael Bay turns up in that as himself or as an actor, um, like he does in Mystery Men for no particular reason. He's a frat boy in Mystery Men. Weird. Um, Yeah, Bad Boys 2 is a little bit nasty, a little bit dark. It's got some great ideas, like the whole, you know, the spinning camera, which he started there, like going through walls and stuff. That's where that started. Um, I think it's, Bad Boys 2 has some moments where it feels like later Tony Scott like brockheimer was pushing stuff that way and scott when he worked with brockheimer they're both brockheimer boys you know i'd love to see a documentary on the simpson brockheimer stuff i've read um simpson's also auto- well autobiography his biography um which is scary um but i'd love to see a bit more of that you know and find out what the brockheimer sort of plan is and what they do and how they used to do it because they've got some links here and there and that feels like you know tony scott could have directed that movie he would have done it with a bit more restraint, i think than michael bay shows but the action scenes in that i mean the highway chase is spectacular um he loves a highway chase does bay um especially post bad boys 2 um it is it is it is excess but it is really really good excess i mean the script's terrible. The homophobia is weird. It's a little bit dark and nasty. And there's like Bay's nasty period for a while there. Like Revenge of the Fallen is part of that as well. And yeah, it's a little bit dark for its own good. Then we have um, Armageddon. Um, I like Armageddon quite a bit. It's jingoistic. It's not very well made in some ways, especially the writing side of it. It's terrible. Um, But it's... Slick, and it's his last Bay movie before he. Well, it's the movie he walked away from Bay from, um, pretty much until Bad Boys Two. Um, <clears throat> and is that right? Am I talking at my ass? No, I might be talking at my ass because I think that Pearl Harbor was a Bay production. Anyway, um, it's it's like the height of that thing. It was a massive budget. It was going up against Deep Impact, which is the better film. Um but it's for action stunts and glossy slickness alone, it is unparalleled. It is amazing. Um I've i I've got the Criterion DVD up for the director's cut. I don't have Lace Disc. It's the last latest disc they produced and it is quite rare now. I wish I'd bought the Lace disc at the time, but it's cheaper to buy their DVD. I remember it came and it had like a big big storm. And the slip had got wet through, like, the packaging they put it in, the my importer, and it still looks like shit today. Um, director's Cut adds some little bits. It is a better version of the film, but it doesn't add, add enough to make it perfect. Well, it's pure bare excess, you know. Um, I wish that, as I talked on my, like, a lot of these, the Disney ones, like that. I mean, I wish that Criteria had put them out on 4K. Um Imagine that film in 4K with the right color time. It would look breathtaking with HDR. I mean, come on. That is the film made for HDR if there ever is one. Um, next, we have Transformers, Original Recipe Transformers. Um, I like that film because it's about a kid with a, with his first car who gets his first crush and gets his first girlfriend. It just happens to be set during an alien invasion. The beginning of it on the base in Cahar is stunning the whole thing about them stalk- um, um, stalking the troops is really good it's tense it's well made i wish they'd done more of that actually i think the weaker planet said they wish they'd see a whole movie of that because it'd be really cool like a predator sort of thing and i like that idea maybe should spin off Transformers in small movies i like, like bumblebee's the best transform movie hands down um so maybe they should have done that but I like it. I think it's a good film. Um, there are some bits that don't work, the whole toilet humour and stuff like that. But he's making a film for kids, and it was his first, quote-unquote, kids movie. So I think he balanced it quite well. I think Spielberg being quite heavily involved more with that one um, makes more sense. And, you know, that's the the height of Bay with this populist thing. I think all those Transformers films, apart from the last one, made so much money. But then the budgets kept going up and up and up and up and up uh next have a film i really need to watch again but i really really loved i might watch it today actually it's not quite a sunday movie it's more of a saturday night movie but 13 hours um it was bay going back to doing bay if you know what i mean um it was it was smarter than he was used to be used to doing um it's got a great cast it's more tense it's more of a thriller um, and it's less it's less excess. It's more like he'd seen like, Hurt Locker and um, Zero Duck Thirty and thought, hey, I could do that. But he hasn't done it quite the same way. He's done it the Michael Bay way, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but it's just not quite as tense as the other ones, if you know what I mean. So now we get into my top five. Um, there'll be no surprises here, pretty much. Um at five we have the island. Talked enough about this. It is underrated, it is underappreciated, and it is great. I love the island. It's got great stats, it's got great action. Um, it's got a decent sci fi plot. I like the aesthetic of it, it looks amazing. Um next we have Bad Boys, Original Recipe Bad Boys. It's it's what brought him onto the scene, you know. I mean, it's his first movie you can tell it's his first movie in a lot of ways because he's not fully locked down it feels like a Beverly Hills Cop 2 Tony Scott you know that kind of slick but not fully slick you know he's trying and I think Brock Ironman knows what he's doing he sees that in people and he sees that in Bay and brought him in and it does work quite well um I've got the 4Ks of the first two. I've got the, I think I've got the still book of like one and two. I don't know three because I didn't like three. There's like one, one scene I liked in three. Um, one laugh I liked. I think them going along on a motorcycle with a sidecar was just stupid. It's like someone, you told Michael Bay down someone down the phone's phrase to say a lot, but they just don't quite get it. It's not quite as. Yeah. It doesn't quite work. It's like excess. Yeah. We'll push it, but no, you push it in the right way. Next pain and gain at number three. I've talked about that again and enough today. Um, it's fun. It's great. It's Michael Bay going back to something smaller and something something leaner and it works. It's great. And then one and two flip back and forth while I was like making this list, but I'm quite happy with number one and number two. So number two is The Rock. Um, it is great. It is probably his him finding his way, his second film, and he's finding his way. He's planting himself down and going, right, I get this now. I get what I'm doing. The fact that I was reading when I was watching it that Disney um, kept calling him in and calling him in because they were worried about time, money and everything else. Which is weird because Brockheimer should have gone to bat for him more. But the story is like Sean Connery saw him and he looked a bit feet and he's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to see the execs. And he said, can I come along? And he was wearing golfing stuff. And the execs shut the fuck up the minute that Connery walked in and he said, you need to calm down. And leave him alone because he's doing a really good job and i think that's brilliant connery actually went to bat for bay he actually stood up and said no bay's doing a good job leave him the fuck alone um that's great you know connery actually stood up and said no michael bay's actually good at this leave him alone he's doing a good job and the film's going to be good that's brilliant i love that and number one is a film that i really need to watch again because i saw it in the cinema i haven't seen it since is ambulance um i thought it was brilliant um There's a moment in it, no spoilers, I keep telling people about because not many people saw Ambulance. they skipped it, which is a shame. I mean, I talked obviously on here about the excess of like, there should be an Oscar for drone shots because, my God, the drone is used so well and so insanely brilliantly. Um, There's a moment that cuts attention, which is Crystal Cross's Sailing is played and the two leads just sing to it. And it's brilliant Um, because it cuts attention. I was laughing my head off. And that's what you want from Michael Bay. You want... The thrills, the spills, a little bit of nastiness is fine. The rock's got that with the the VX poison gas and everything. You know, you've got a bit of like darkness, but you don't want it to be all dark. You want it to be that thing of like a little bit of lightness, a little bit of fun, and that's what came back with that. I don't think the rest of them have it. I mean, Six Underground tried when he got the magnets and all that other stuff like on the ship, but that's just stupid. It didn't work for me at all. But Ambulance pulled it to the point where I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that works. Back yeah, yeah, that works it's fun, it's funny, it's thrilling, it's stupid, and Michael Bay films should be stupid. Um, I think it's great, I think it's underappreciated, unloved, and it should have done more. It's a COVID movie. So, it produced during COVID, released COVID. If released, like, just after Maverick instead of before Maverick or around Maverick. If it waited till Maverick died down a little bit, it would have done a lot bigger business because people wanted that action sort of stuff, and I think that the market is there. I mean, I see that now in the cinemas, you know. Someone walked in like mid afternoon and saw like a few of us standing around because we're waiting for some screens to kick out to clean or go do some checks or whatever we were doing. And he said, How many are you working a day? And one of the girls said, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And he walked away and goes, Well, they can't be in that much trouble then. It's like, motherfucker, we've got like 80, 90 people even like on an afternoon. And we've got to check those people. We've got to make sure they're fine. We've got fire checks to do, so we need to have enough people to fire check all the screens. I mean, people don't think about that. Plus, cleaning, plus, restocking, plus, all the checks we've got to do for the studios for, like, uh, making sure that, you know, people aren't pirating stuff. I mean, they're at the point where, yeah, cinemas are quieter, but bigger nights. Like, we had a Tamil movie on, and we had the launch of Megan on Friday. So, they're both big things and there were points where it got really busy for certain showings um it still wasn't like world ending like when i saw things like attack the clones at midnight um and stuff like that you know i saw bond there um i saw was it die another day in that cinema in the biggest screen 007 minutes past midnight you know that was a big deal and it was packed you don't get that as much, but you do sell out some stuff. I mean Avatar was selling out stuff all the time. So there are still those moments. But we're in January. We're in awards season. We're in tiny season. You know, the stuff that's sent out well, out with doing well is like Whitney Houston and um Otto and things like that. Yeah, you know, the smaller films because people want the quieter films. It's January. They don't want the bombastic it's not summer, you know. I don't know what this guy was expecting, but it was so weird. It's like yeah, OK, you do you, mate. You go off on your little like whiny sort of thing. It's kind of stupid. um, But you will get really, really quiet moments. You will get this. You will get that. That's how these things work, because it's not going to be that point where it's big. And I think that things like Tenon, Tenen would have done a lot better if, if Nolan wasn't a complete baby and decided he wanted it out when he wanted it out. I went out now. If he'd have waited like Maverick did, like Tom Cruise is a genius for holding Maverick as long as he did, because he took all the money in the world for that movie and he deserved it because it was a good film, but he deserved it because, you know, he waited and he actually took the time and thought about, Oh no, 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 no. Actually, if we go in at this point with this, 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 and this, this will work a lot better. And he was right. He was absolutely right. So there we go. There's my ranking of Michael Bay films. So from bottom to top, we have Six Underground, Transformers Last Night, Age of Extinction, Revenge of the Fallen, Pearl Harbor, Dark of the Moon, Bad Boys 2, Armageddon, Transformers, 13 Hours, The Island, Bad Boys, Pain and Gain, The Rock, and Ambulance at number one. So yeah, that's my um, top there. Um, I've got to do a thing which I I, I really don't want to do because they've, I've got to introduce myself to my team. So I'm doing a lot of training outside and I've got, I hate doing lists like that because they always change. But what changes is my top 10 or my favorite films list. So what I've got to do f- to introduce myself to my team in a couple of weeks is talk about my favorite movies, which is going to be hard for me. So I've got to do a rough list, not like a ranking because I can't do that because it changes so much, but I've got to do my, my top films list. So I know things like some of the Evil Dead movies, if not all of them will be on there. Thief. Um, something Star Wars, something Star Trek. Um, sneakers. Hackers. You know, things things that, are, that mean a lot to me. And I hate doing those because I always forget something. It's really bad. Um, so lists like that are easier because it's like a set list of things they've directed. It's not based on emotion or whatever else. It's just whatever I think at the time. But then... I could rewatch Pearl Harbor and think, Oh my God, it's his masterpiece and put it to the top or, you know, all of a sudden six underground clicks for me. Cause I watched it at the wrong time at the wrong day or something like that. And I'm like, Oh God, no, it is really good. Exactly. So at the moment, that's my ranking. Um, and I've got to now think of my favorite films before I go in to do that thing, which is going to be hard. Um, so a little bit short today cause I've not watched as much and there's a little bit of news, but not much, but I will do another one next week. um, I say this no I will um, because I don't want to leave you guys hanging especially the guys on Patreon um, I will say thank you the guys again for Patreon for sticking with me um, I really do appreciate it um, and who people do watch this on YouTube I never wanted to say this but it is true if you do like it and you do subscribe it does give a bump if you like it it tells the algorithm that you like something and it promotes it so if it goes up that's great if you like it on whatever you list the podcast if you rate it um i'd appreciate it i really would because i'm just trying to get like get it up there because i do love the few people that do listen to it on various platforms i do love the patrons because they are supporting it they make this happen definitely but also i kind of want to grow the engagement because i want more people to listen to it and the more people listen to it obviously the more i feel not compelled to do it but i want to do it because there's an audience out there that want to hear it and i want to supply it so The loyal guys that stuck with me from the beginning who are here now, thank you. It does mean a lot, and I do appreciate it. If you can do something to promote it, I I would love it. Um, I'm lining up some more guests. I need to get my settle down the thing at work before I start committing to stuff because, obviously, it's their time as well as my time. Um, But, yeah, here we go. Into 2023, second show of 2023, and um, I'm going to go watch a lot of movies. Until next week, I'll see you then.